Greetings, Six Centers. Some of you may find the language in this episode offensive. Listener's discretion is strongly advised. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information. I just need some information. I've been dying. I've been dying. Is it lack of education? I've been reading. I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted. I'm addicted. Is it overstimulation? Welcome to the successor. The successor. Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all. You are listening to The Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. Bro, I got a question for you. Well, what's up? What's up, Joel Jeezy? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I got a little, an interesting slash controversial question. Where, where do you stand on, I guess, using slash other people using or the N-bomb? Oh, the N-bomb, yes. Yes, uh, for me... Um, it was, it's a word I definitely used to use a lot. <laughs> I used to use um, with the A at the end. Um, I used to use it a lot. And then my boy Jay, shout out to Jay. Jay uh, kind of, you know, called me out on it. He's like, yo, man, like, yo, you, yo chill on using using <laughs> using that word. So then, were, you, were you a Christian? Was yeah, yeah, you yeah. Christian? You were Christian, okay, but, okay, okay. but it, it was more like, it was more like, it wasn't like, yo, what up, my... Um, my nigga, it 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 was more like when I was mad. So like like oh, okay. so so, like so when the, you go off. <laughs> so no so so like when you get frustrated, it's like nigga. Oh okay. Right and and it wasn't just I didn't call black people that I called everybody that white people brown people. If I was just getting mad, I'd be like nigga. that's how i that's how i used to use it and so and so he was like yo 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 you gotta chill on that bro so then i said okay fine then um i'm I'm a big stickler for words i like making up words um that's just part of my thing growing up i love words and making them up so i made up uh, a word a substitute because i used it so much so i used uh so i came up with the term do-gooder um and and that's like my handle (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say the listeners should know that sounds slightly familiar, because because yeah. you're you plug in your your social media on the regular. Yeah, yeah. So do good as so do good at Darnell. See, so hence the two G's, right? So you see the two G's in there. So it is. So I would be a say to Jay like, okay, what's going on, my do gooder? Instead of say, what's going on, my nigga? I'd be like, what's going on, my do gooder? And you know, me it was an inside joke between me and him. <laughs> um, so because. But a do-gooder, what is a do-gooder? Well, a do-gooder is somebody that does good. So we're saying, okay, well, yo, what's going on, my my, my brother who uh, who does good? And it's so funny because I call one of my other brothers, I call him a do-gooder. And you know, you know, you know, Christian humility, you know that, you know, that super Christian humility was like, don't call me, don't call me a do-gooder. I don't do anything good. I'm just a <laughs> sinner saved by grace. Don't call me a do-gooder. You know, you know, so so it, it is what it is. But um, but yeah, I with all that, with all that being said you already know this is basically where i stand with the n-word i think we should you stop using it and find another positive term to use as a term of endearment as the people who defend it say it's a term of endearment um yeah so uh how about you joel how, do you use the word regular <laughs> uh uh no no how how about how about in your olden days so then so that we could uh cancel culture you <laughs> i knew he was a racist <laughs> Uh, no i mean did, I did it slip just once on the ice on the ice no no like i mean i would say to, like there's the biggest difficulty of of like 
would be listening to rap and you're like sort of okay yes you know you're trying to rap along and you're like censoring yourself like every other word right yo i never thought about that i never thought about that joel how hard that would be as a white person especially like if you're in public i mean you know behind closed doors it is what it is behind closed (laughs) doors it is what it is like dude man like i was you know dmx is like was what i grew up on right so like you know, there. I mean, he drops it in you know probably the way you used to in terms of of you, language, right? Mm-hmm. Like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, in general, you know, the reason I part of the reason I use the word I use n bomb as as a way to reference it now. I would say ever since knowing what it meant, I was like, okay, I'm not going to use that word. Like, you know, I, I probably I, I think I remember asking someone. I don't remember what they said. Like, you know, does it make a difference if the the er versus the a on the end of it? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get. Yeah. To yeah. That. Yeah. But I just mean like, I you know, there was a level of like, okay, don't use it, but I'm curious about it. This is probably the way I've always looked at it until you know, uh, I would say until I got into to CLS and started hanging out with the CLS. Know, some, uh, <laughs> Started hanging out with with Lavar and Phil and Ray. Well, just you know, gaining perspective. Oh, sorry. Uh, for those who don't know, CLS um, was a Bible study that uh, Joel and I and a couple of other guys used to be. This is our old gang. Yeah, just you know, we'd be in Brampton, and I'm what one of two white guys that would ret- attend on the regular. Yo, shout out to Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he, I mean. He, I think he attended even before I did. Like, uh, no, 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 no. You, 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 you were the official um, light in the midst of the darkness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were the only yeah, white. He's guy. just connected to the crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, actually, it's so funny. Sorry, I know we're going up, but what's funny between you and Tyler is that there was a time where, when you were coming constantly. And then when you stopped coming, Tyler started coming. And there was always this window. Every time you showed up, Tyler never showed up. <laughs> and we're like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think there was like one time where we were both there together. Yeah, yeah. And we were, so I guess we got to adjust our, our equity policy. Yeah, yeah. But the point I was trying to make is like, you know, I would, you know, the amount of, of, black friends that I had previous to joining CLS would be, not that I had none, but I wasn't, I was, you know, I was like, they were the the individual in the group for the most part, right? Like there's one black guy or, you know, a couple black guys in your, you know, your church group versus, you know, being in CLS, you know, I'm the, I'm the outlier, if you want to call it that. And so just perceiving culture and, and being, you know, I would say because of the context of, you know, being able to ask tough questions and even just learn, to be honest, I mean, I don't think race really came up much when we were in, in CLS, cause we were, you know, just chopping up the word, right? Like that was the focus, but yeah, I mean, good, good old reminiscing from mm-hmm. a, from a random question. So for the listener who, who doesn't know, what are we talking about? Okay. So we're going to be talking about, uh, the N word being used in an academic context. So not necessarily, okay. Why do rappers use it? Why do black people use it? But, um, it being used in an academic context and of course um being used by white people i guess yeah in it in an academic context so we're going to address three issues concerning the topic we're going to address the the etymology of the word or uh, etym- etymology of words in general and then we're going to look at uh, the sociology of words and um we're going to talk about university meaning unity of ideas in diversity and yeah and then our two cents at the end so 
And and this is sort of a, a follow up to our our free speech slash hate yes, speech. Yes, yeah, that's right. Uh, episode that we did. I think episode thirty. Episode thirty, if I'm not mistaken. Whoa, I know, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. So okay, that that'll that'll definitely be in in the show notes. Uh, so 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 there's two incidences that we want to reference um, in regards to this issue. So uh, one of them happened in Ottawa. Um, this is an article from the Ottawa Citizen. And it's written by uh, Blair Crawford, uh, and basically it's titled "Professor's Use of Racial Slur Ignites U Ottawa Debate." And so it says, the Student Union at University of Ottawa is calling on University President Jacques Fremont to denounce a group of professors who defended the right to use racial slurs as part of academic freedom. The slur in question was the N-word, which was used by by a part-time history professor last month in a Zoom discussion. And get this. So he's using a Zoom discussion on language and the reappropriation of offensive words by groups such as people of color, uh, the disabled, and the LGBTQ communities. So um, in a statement posed, posted online Sunday, Sunday night in, by the University of Ottawa Student Union, they complained that the N-word remains offensive, hurtful, and reprehensible. So that was one incident. And then the other incident happened in Calgary where um, a teacher heard students using the N-word and, and, the, and the teacher came and you know, to, to, to stop it, like say, hey, look, you know, you guys need to stop it. And, you know, they're kind of getting into a little debate about the N word and the use of it. And the teacher was white and um, she was saying that she, she was using the word not to, um, <laughs> she wasn't calling them. Yeah, she was descri- using, describing the word. I'd say, hey, look, you guys can't do it. Um, you know, you guys can't be using the word um, N and this and this and that. And, and one of the kids, of course, these guys are slick. They uh, started recording. The yeah, started rec- yo, they started recording it, and of course, um, you know that's that, that's a recipe for fireworks. And so here we are today. Yeah, and and just to, for the listener, in case they're aware of it, you know, there's a bit of controversy around it because the 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 recording of the conversation goes against the, um, I think the student policies or whatnot. So the student ended up being suspended for recording it. Oh, because it violated a privacy issue. Well, I, yeah, I, I just let's say it's a code of conduct for the students that they violated by recording it. Okay. Um, whether you agree with that or not, sort of a separate question. You know, the the issue to some extent becomes the fact that the teacher's not the teacher wasn't fired. The teacher wasn't let's say suspended without pay or anything, but the student got suspended. You know, there's a bit of controversy around that. I mean, we'll we'll leave that to park it. But I just thought for context of the issue, uh, it's kind of a good thing to or it's good to point out. Okay, uh, so let, let's get into words and where words come from and the study of words. Now, uh, for those who don't know, Joel and I are believers. And so because we're believers, um, we believe that in the beginning was the word um, and that that word was God and the word was with God. And this, is, this, is, this um, echoes an idea of logocentrism meaning that Jesus Christ is the Logos, which is the metaphysical entity in which we get our logic, reason, and absolute truth. So the bottom line is, this: the simple bottom line of that is, words mean 
things. Words actually mean things and words are sacred. So we put a lot of weight behind grammar, language, words, and definitions. So these things aren't relative. So for people who are going to sit there and say, oh, well, if they don't like it, they don't like it. No, no. Words mean things. And so when we look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four to five, uh, you don't necessarily have to go there, but if you are following me, yeah, go to Deuteronomy. It's like the fifth book in the, in the in the start of the Bible. And so it says, it says, it's basically, it's called the Shema. And it's a, basically a prayer that Jews pray uh, to God. And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Now, uh, if you're looking at it in your Bible, the first word there, Lord, should be in an uppercase, meaning that there's one in uppercase and there's one in um, uppercase L and lowercase O-R-D. But the uppercase L-O-R-D is actually the word Yahweh, which is the name for God. And so what we know historically is that um, the early Jews, um, when they first heard the word Yahweh, um, they wanted to keep it sacred, Right. And so the way they would do that is they would make a, a, a derivative word that would let you know not to say the word, but to say another word because the word was so sacred, right? So, so, so for example, Moses in the burning bush heard um, God um, reveal himself as Yahweh, which means um, he will be, meaning that God is all-encompassing um, there is no beginning, there is no end. Um, he just is. And so when he's talking kind about of like I am, right? Yeah, 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 kind of like that. Same same principle. Yeah, and so and so essentially um what 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 um what Jewish scribes were doing was they were saying, Okay, look, let's keep this word sacred. Let's because God is so holy and so magnificent, let's not use the word and let's use a derivative. So then they would use the word ad- Adonai as a derivative so then now you have christian scribes come in um later and then uh what they did was they they didn't know that it was a that yahweh was a visual cue to say adonai and so christians started saying adonai and that translates into our current translation as jehovah lord mm-hmm. right so so this so that's what's fascinating and and the point that i'm making about this is that um there was great care taken to protect this word because this word meant something and it also this word defined the people and this is what we see going forward um this is what we see in exodus chapter 19 verse 4 to 6 in the the third uh commandment which is well let me just read it to you here chapter 20 verse 7 so in chapter 20 verse 7 it says you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Now, we all, we're all kind of familiar with that. That means, well, traditionally, we, we always interpret that to mean don't swear and... Or don't use the Lord's name as a swear word. Yeah, don't swear word or, or don't make an oath that um, you can't keep. So, so that, that's that's usually how, how we interpret it. But um, I, I, th- I think there's more to that. So when we look at Exodus chapter 19, verse 4 to 6, we see them arriving at Sinai. 
and then we see um, um, like a treaty being made between God and the Israelites. And he says this, chapter 19, verse 4 to 6, and he says, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Verse 5. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession. The key word is treasured possession. And so before they got to Sinai, God announces like, okay, you guys are my treasured possession. And he's making a covenant with them. And part of being God's treasured possession is bearing his name and being known as his people. And so after he gives the uh, the third commandment and the 10 commandments and so forth, then the very next thing is what he does is he starts telling them how to live. The point I'm making is that the third commandment is, uh, is p- pointing us to that if we are representatives of God, we have to live in light of that and not live in vain of mishandling or, or misrepresenting uh, who God is, right? So the idea of lifting, uh, carrying his name in vain is all about carrying and, and, and not doing it in vain, carrying his name. Also, um, this is uh, this was a really good study uh, I got from um, the Bible Project. There was a really good episode on that. Uh, so, you know, we'll have it in the show notes. It's called Taking God's Name in Vain. Yeah, there's a, a long podcast, which I'll put in the show notes page, but there's a nice little uh, short YouTube uh, graphic video, like four minutes long on, on Yahweh. On Yahweh, yeah, but this one's on, on bearing the, God's the name in vain. The bigger principle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so essentially the idea is that if you names mean something and they bear something and they lead to a particular result for God's people, you're bearing the name of God and you are and you are trying to represent God to a particular outcome. And so this is what leads us into our next section about the con about the use of the N word. Mm-hmm. Now, now why, why, like, you know, for me, uh, I, you know, to some extent, there's sort of a uh, an abstract understanding of of the history of the N word, of you know what it means, because you know, for me, I have no, uh, I don't want to say emotional connection, but there's no substance to it other than it's historical. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I have no ill will when I, you know, in terms of the word, in terms of you know, if I heard it, I in a song, or if I heard it, somebody using it, obviously there's an aspect of, I would have issues with the person using it because they're probably spewing hate, assuming it's in a negative context. The, you know, so I'm going to be appalled by that. Mm-hmm. But, but in general, the word itself doesn't, doesn't have substance the way it would, you know, obviously someone who's has, let's say racial trauma or, or racial uh, scenario mm-hmm. where they, where it's been used against them. So what, for you, what what draws you to go? Okay, there's a why. Why is pre- prefacing with you know a sacred word and and you know I'll just say this for the listener. I draw a parallel with um, Yahweh and 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 the idea of like um, what's it called? Darnell, it's called a tetra tetragram. Tetragrammaton. So the tetragrammaton is the Y H W H. And that was uh, the word without um, the vowels. Yeah, yeah, w- without the vowels, and that was the word that you couldn't say. But but they would write it that way, even as like a shortened version of the actual word, similar to the the derivative word. It's sort of what I'm drawing a parallel well, well, to. Well, it's well, like well no, no, of- actually, no, actually, sorry, I don't want to like, get anybody confused. But the Y H W H is the actual word, 
And so the derivative, the, 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 the symbolic word to point you to Adonai would be Yahweh. And, and so basically you add the, the A, the O, um, and, and the E and so forth. And so you have Y-A-H-O-W-A-H, Yahweh. But you don't say Yahweh, you say Adonai. But yeah, okay. sorry, go ahead. So the, the idea of not actually saying the word to me draws a parallel with the idea of like fence laws within the Jewish tradition where it was like, take the Ten Commandments. Well, then they created like 660 fence laws as a means to prevent you from getting close to violating the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I sort of see a parallel here. So that's sort of the, the, the sacredness of this word. There was so much you know, concern about taking the Lord's name in vain, misusing the, the Lord's name. And, and I mean, I know misusing the Lord's name is sort of a, the simple version of... of the concept here. Right, right, yeah, because the concept is misrepresenting. Yes. And so, you know, for the for the Jews, there was such a concern that they didn't even want to use the word, right? And and so, um, I find that fascinating that, you know, there was such a, f- almost a fear of sinning with regards to the Lord's name that they would essentially not use it, but use a derivative or just... The, the approach. So, the question I have for you is, why why do you see such a parallel, or why do you think that's an important preface for this conversation around the N-bomb? Yeah, so, uh, so what we see uh, with the N-bomb is that it's, it's being protected. It's, it's being uh, treated as sacred. It's being preserved. It's being limited by in its use and in, in who, who can use it, obviously. So, the, the historical argument is that so, for example, nigger isn't the same as nigger. So, that's point one. So, like the former, nigger is a term of endearment between black people. And then the latter, nigger, E-R, is a derogatory word. Okay? Next point. The other argument is that only black people can use it um, because we redeemed it. Because of course it was being used by white people against black people, we redeemed it. Uh, therefore, white people can't use it. Now, sort of a, I think I know the answer, but but sort of, does it? You know, does that apply to both versions of the word? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It definitely applies to both versions of the the word. But for example, black people use both words with each other. So for example, um, you know. You're greeting your guy, yo, yo, you say, yo, what's, yo, what's cracking, my nigga? You good? Boom, N-A. But then, <laughs> if, if a black person calls you nigger with an E-R, that's straight up, that's just offensive. <laughs> like, <laughs> those are fighting words if somebody calls you with the E-R because Chris Rock had, has this classic stand-up uh, routine where he talks about um, the difference between black people and niggers. And he's like, man, I love black people. But boy, do I hate niggas. Ooh, I hate niggas. And so he starts breaking down the difference between black people and niggers. And he starts talking about, oh, man, I wish I could just shoot them all. How much he hates them um, and so forth. And, you know, now for me as a black person, I'm, you know, man, I brought tears to my eyes. I thought it was hilarious um, because I agree with that sentiment. And the point is that black people hate niggers. Uh, Basically, a group of black people that other black people don't like bad black people. Right. And I'm sure it's like that in every race, right? Like there's just what, there's just certain group of white people that white people don't like, 
you know, it's, it's just normal, but it's just, just that that group has that particular name. Uh, but in the article, it says, um, in a statement, which was posted, one that was posted on Sunday, the University of Ottawa Student Union uh, complained that the N-word remains offensive, hurtful, and reprehensible. People, and they go on to say, people should realize it's not a word that should be lightly used, especially if you are not not yourself racialized. There was no academic value to using the word, he said. It was created for the express purpose to demean and reduce human beings, it has no other use in the English language. What do you think about that, Joel? I, I mean, to me, there's sort of a, you know, I don't want to say a struggle because it's not the right word, but like, you know, there's tension in my mind with regards to, you know, the idea of history and teaching history and teaching or, or just engaging ideas, right? So I, I think we could, for the most part, park the conversation about someone using it in a derogatory manner. You know, I don't, I don't think there's really any conversation yes. there as to, you know, but in the academic setting, um, you know, there's, there's going back to the previous episode. So uh, I double checked it's episode 34. Again, it'll be in the show notes paid for, for free speech university. That's what we called it. And, you know, there's, there's that idea of the hearer of the word might be upset. Okay. Is there, a need to make sure the person who hears it is in a place to hear it maybe but so what i mean by that is you know this this go back to the the actual you know the class there was a discussion on language and the reappropriation of offensive words let's just assume for argument's sake that that's that was clearly part of the syllabus <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um you know, based on our previous conversation, what we would have said, what, or sort of what we said was, if you knew that this particular word was going to be a topic of discussion, potentially you avoid the class, right? Because you're not in a place to hear it. Now, that doesn't that doesn't address whether or not it should be used. That's I'm sort of parking that because there's sort of two things here, and and there's actually uh, a comment in the, that article from uh, Jacques Fremont. And he has said something so peculiar that I I don't think it's inherently wrong, but but the terms that he uses I find a problem with. So he says, here I'll read the quote. Freeman also defended the academic freedom, even as he noted that it carried a cost. The professor could have chosen not to use the full N-word, yet she did and is now facing the consequences, he wrote. And yet, contrary to so much of what has been written in recent days, the right to freedom of expression... Okay, no problem there. And the right to dignity are not contradictory principles, but complementary. You know, this is where I was sort of addressing the when he says the right to dignity. To me, that was sort of what I was addressing with, you know, if you can't if you're in a place where someone using the word in an academic sense descriptively, and let's assume not excessively, that that you're you can't you be in that conversation because it's going to bother you to the point of like, it's going to deter the conversation or deter your ability to learn. The question then goes, okay, maybe this isn't a course for you. Now that's, you know, playing devil's advocate to myself, um, you know, should the professor also take great care in not using the word excessively? Okay. But I think perfect example is what you were when you were trying to differentiate between the two ter- versions of the word. Like you can't do that 
without using the word. Like, you can, but it's extremely awkward and excessively difficult to try to communicate clearly without using the two word, the two versions of the same word. And, and so, you know, my point is to some extent to sort of just outright say it should never be used, I think, is, is concerning because this is where, like, the tension for me lies is, okay, are we trying to erase this word from history? No. It doesn't seem that way. We also talk. We're talking about there, there's a level of like trying to reappropriate it and redeem it, and and you know to some extent it's treated as sacred. So culturally, we're not trying to exterminate the word, and and so now it's sort of you know saying, but you can't use it, or this class can only be teach taught by a racialized person, and and you know this sort of goes back to the sacred thing. Now we're giving people sacred status within regards to a sacred word. And, and, you know, I, I just look at that and go as like, is that productive? Like, you know, again, the, the idea of not harming people or the term, and again, what are your thoughts on this term, the right to dignity? To me, I don't, I don't know what they're really trying to say, but I don't think dignity is a right. Now, I think people have a right not to be harassed, which again, to me goes to a property rights issue and, and, you know, rights to, you know, your, yourself and your personhood, but like the right to dignity just is this weird term that I've like, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. It just, to me, sounds contradictory to the idea of inalienable rights, but yeah. What is your, what is your thought on that? Yeah, no. Um, I think I don't, cause me as a teacher, um, and especially my, my main thing, you know, being, you know, teaching history and economics and theology. And of course, you know, just, yeah, history in general and come using historical words that people are using. I, I think uh, it lacks, not using the word lacks academic maturity and integrity. Yeah. So like, like if, if you're, you know, that immature and the immature, immaturity on the student and the integrity of the lesson uh, is I I think is compromised now for those people who have racial trauma, and you and you want to be respectful of that. Um, I I think it's good to to give uh, your uh, students a heads up that that it that it can get a bit the class is going to get a bit dicey, but it kind of goes back to you know like going to York University and taking a theology class at some secular school, and then they're using the name Yahweh left and right, and you're just like okay yo, yo can you chill on that? Can you not say, you know, Jesus's name? Can you not say Muhammad's name? You know, can you not? You I'm like, come on, man. Like, like this is an academic setting. Like, like, you know, it's all business right now. Uh, but for those people who, like I said, for those people who uh, have racial trauma, like we talked about before, of course, we want to take that thing seriously. We don't want to traumatize it. But the best thing to do to help those people who uh, who have uh, that kind of trauma is to, is to be not to reduce your um, exposure to the thing that offends you, but slowly and gradually exposing you to the thing that is causing you that the anxiousness. So of course, no, but of course, like going to see, you know, your, your therapist and, and that your therapist. Yeah. I was going to say in the proper yes, context, yes, of course, right? with, yeah, like with, with yes, with, with your, with your, with your um, counselor's help, um, slowly introducing yourself uh, to the thing that is, uh, making you anxious because like the the immaturity is like yo the woman is teaching a lesson 
Um, she she is not she's not trying to offend you. She's trying to explain something. But of course, the word is sacred because if you're holding the word is sacred, then then that means that yeah, then yeah, it's holy. Holy means to be separate, and so white people can't use it. But of course, like it's it's this contradiction because you're saying okay, well, p- white people can't use it because. Um, well, one, they're white, and it's a terrible word. That's what that's what the guy said. Um, what's the guy's name? Um, the the leader of the student union, Babakar um, Fay, the president of the student student union at uh, Ottawa, and and he was like, yeah, it's an offensive term. But if it's if it's such an offensive term, why preserve it? And why limit it mm-hmm. to just white people? Why but why just it? limit it to white people? If it's objectively evil. If the word, if the N word is objectively evil, then black people can't use it and white people can't use it. But if it's subjectively, from a moral moral perspective, if, it, if it's subjectively evil, then it's not evil because it's just an opinion. It's a pseudo well, morality. Yes, but 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 yes, but object, but morality is objective. That's my point. Morality is objective. If you are going to make a, a moral statement, you must make it from an objective perspective. You you cannot make a subjective moral claim. Yeah, because that's well, not morality. Well, yeah, and it's it's sort of uh, <laughs> you're essentially applying race to your standard of morality. And they have the right to, but but you have to be able to be consistent. And um, I don't believe that's consistent. And there's uh, there's black people who who are not proponents of the N word. And I think this is this is the kicker. So there are black people that defend it. Because look, see how you have the student union at Ottawa? And man, what if I was at Ottawa? You know what I mean? Like, would my voice be heard? Like, what if they said, okay, well, Darnell was in that class too, and Darnell was perfectly fine, right? So I've talked about this on the podcast. You got, you got those brothers, and then you got the other brothers. There's always those brothers and the other brothers. Mm-hmm. You got to ask, where were the other brothers? Because how much want to bet there's other black people at that school who would be like... Man, tell those guys to sit down and find something else to more serious to cry about, right? We we got serious br- police brutality going on in Nigeria, and we're out here worrying about a teacher using the word to explain something to us. You see what I'm saying? So it's important that we make the distinction between those brothers and the other brothers, and then be able to say, okay, well, for the other brothers, and there's history historically, there's been black people who say, yo, stop using the word. They've been telling black people like, yo, chill, stop using the word. But then, you know, and, and God bless y'all. God bless you who are not black because your heart's in the right place, right, Joel? Your heart's in the right place, not necessarily you. But for those people who aren't black and they say, you know what? Go right ahead. Knock yourself out, right? Go ahead and use that word, you know, because it's your word. But that I, I that's not morally consistent because, for example, this happened to me the other day in class. Um, and this little girl, she just gets down on herself that she's not good at math. And she's saying that she's not good at math. And I'm saying, no, that's that's not you. You're good at math. And she's saying, no, I'm not. I'm like, yes, you are. I'm like, don't ever say that about yourself. You, you struggle with math. I struggle with math. You think I'm a genius at math, but you know, I struggle just the same as you. And it's just math is a process. Same thing. If 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 a if a woman says, look, I'm gonna take on the name of slut, go, 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 go right ahead. Go, go right ahead. I'm trying to redeem it. Well, well, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you know what I mean? Oh, yo, I'm gonna call myself a bitch. Like, yo, yo, chill. Like, yo, yo, listen. Like, that's not it. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't. You know, Joel. You, you have kids. You have a daughter. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, God, God forbid, you know, your, your daughter's calling herself a name and then people are saying, yeah, 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 it's okay, you know? That's your word. <laughs> like, that's your word. You're like, yo, no. Names mean things. Don't be out here calling yourself out your name unless it's something positive, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you would never tell a girl, like, it's okay to call herself a, a hoe. You would never do that. So why tell black people it's okay to call themselves niggers and, and, and niggas? Oh no, nah, it's okay for them. No, that mm. that's not, yeah, that, that, that's that's a fake morality, yo. That's not love. Just just shut it down. Well, and I think, I think um, for the most part, you know, let's just say white people who have had that answer are just like, well, I'm not allowed to have an opinion, so do whatever you want, right? Like they they they're not they're not willing to engage, or they don't think they can engage. So I'm just gonna you know essentially default to whatever you've decided. This is where the the previous episode of Free Speech University was, you know, that foundational part of the conversation leads into this to say, you know, if if we don't create the ability for free speech, if we don't promote free speech, you you essentially end up causing people to always self-censor because in the example we're talking about, oh well, white people can't have an opinion, so you know, therefore, I'm not going to say to my, you know, Christian brother, yo, I think, I don't know if you should be saying that word. Like, I don't know the answer, but like, should we not, should you not challenge that? Should you not look at it? Should you not consider it? Yes. Yes. Right. But if you're, if you're censoring that, that those conversations, like, you know, the way you've just described it, like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No big deal. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Right. Like, you know, are you, are you concerned for like, you know, at the end of the day, is is using that particular word potentially going to lead to like you know the destruction of your you know person's soul? Okay, that in and of itself, no. But but are you pursuing you know godliness? Are you pursuing representing you know as we said, taking on the Lord's name and and walking you know representing His name? The the question you should always. Is that something that's going to positively or negatively influence your your you know representation of of being a Christian? Those are questions we should always be asking. Uh, what I would add is, uh, I wanted to. I, I thought Dave Chappelle in his uh, 2019 uh, Netflix special "Sticks and Stones," uh, I, I thought I thought he summed up the use of the N word in in such profound way um and 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 i think that's the essence of good comedy it's just profound profoundly true and so i'm I'm gonna play a clip from sticks and stones to uh to help summarize this point all right on network television they have a department that's called standards and practices this is the department that tells you what you can and cannot say on television and if you're doing your job well, you should never hear from them. But if you're making Chappelle show, you'll hear from these motherfuckers all the time. And remember, this is 15 years ago. I made a mistake. I didn't even know I'd done anything wrong. I had written a sketch that had the word So I had to go to standards and practices. They called me up. I don't know why they're calling me, but I like the lady that runs the department. She's usually really fair and was one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. So she sits me down. We have a nice conversation. She tells me, oh, the sketches are great. I go, oh, fantastic. Well, then, well, then why am I here? She said, because David, 
there's no way that you can ever say the word faggot on our network. I didn't know I did anything wrong. I didn't try to defend myself. I said, all right, fuck it, I'll take it out. Have a good afternoon. And as I was leaving, it occurred to me, hey, hey, Renee, quick question. It's just a question. Seriously, I want to know, like, why, why is it, why is it that, that I can say the word nigger with impunity? say the word faggot. And she said, because David, you are not gay. I said, well, Renee, I'm not a nigger either. So, uh, I think, I think that summarizes my point. Uh, yeah. No, notice the, uh, the, the different versions of the word he used in that uh, clip. I thought, uh, I think that was intentional. What do you mean? Well, like, ER was the was the version of the word he used as opposed to A. Mm-hmm. Right? When he's saying, well, I'm not, um, it goes back to sort of your joke about uh, Chris Rock's joke. Mm-hmm. Right? With respect to the difference between black people. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just... I was paying attention to the to the to the use of 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 the word and which version he was using. Yeah, and I mean, to, yeah, to it's not. You know, this isn't this isn't. You know, we don't want to encourage. We don't want to encourage negativity and and people trying to. Um, yeah, just perpetuating perpetuating using the word and thinking it's okay. And I and I think you know, hopefully, slowly, you know, especially with black people, like. The black people who who say you know don't use it versus you know the black people who say use it. Um, I I hope hopefully that there'll be more people who are not black supporting uh, black people who are saying not to use it. I remember as a kid, you know, you know, as kids, you know, you know, we you, you know we were in the playground, you know, everybody's you know we we crack on each other and and we make fun of each other and so forth. And so uh, there was this one incident back in the day. We were kids, not even in our teens, and so as the guys, you know, the kids were, were hanging out and um, there was this guy um, we grew up with and his name's Mike and he's dark skinned. And so he got in a fight with this um, guy named Alvin and they got into it, you know, making fun of each other, making fun of each other's moms, you know, the usual. And, you know, they're trying to outdo each other. It's called the dozens, you know, making fun of each other and trying to outdo each other. And, you know, everybody's there laughing. And, Mike is older than Alvin. Alvin's smaller, and Mike clearly, Mike clearly, take out Alvin anytime he wants. And so all Al- Alvin has is his wit. And so Alvin was like, you know, well, 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 you're so black, you're just a, you're just a nigger. And oh man, it was over from there. It was over yeah, from yeah, there. Yeah. It was, <laughs> you, yo, no, because everybody just fell out laughing. That was it. Everybody just fell out laughing. Tears. It was just, it was over. And Mike officially had the nickname Nigger Mike. And we've been calling him, you know, not now, but, you know, throughout the years as kids, you know, it was just Nigger Mike. That's what we called him, Nigger Mike. It it was so bad that like, you know, like, you know, I would go over to the house to, you know, borrow um, a turbo controller in, in a video game. 
And moms would be giving you a hard but, time. But yes, mom would answer. And I would say, oh, hello, hi, good afternoon. Is Nick or Mike? I mean, Mike is Mike home. He's like, what'd you call my son? I was like, Mike. I was like, is Mike home? You know, you call the house and you're like, yeah, it's nigger. You, you just always called him nigger Mike. And you know, now, you know, we grown, we grown now. And I'm sure, yeah. you know, we look back at it now and we're like, oh, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's grievous to think that, you know, that, that, that that's how we conducted ourselves and treated each other. And of course, cause it was okay that it was okay to call each other those names and, and so forth. But, you know, in retrospect, I look back and it hurts and now I'm a teacher. And I see kids in the playground and, you know, and yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not having that. And I, and I don't think it's okay to, to, to use those terms and things like that. But uh, Joel, let me ask you, what, what, what is it that you want to leave the audience with? What's your two cents? Um, I, I think, you know, for me, I, I think there's a, a sort of like, a, for the most part, what concerns me is the, the default response, right? Like, you know, there's this sort of, let's, you know, the, the desire to cancel this person, the desire to, you know, get them fired or, or get her fired, I guess, in this case, you know, get punishment because they acted in a way that, that, that you didn't like. And, and, you know, it's sort of the cancel culture side of things coming through. And, and I'm just the question of like, is that the productive response, right? Is that the productive way to, to move forward? you know, is, is firing this person is canceling this person actually productive for society. I don't know. It just seems almost, let's call it too reactionary. Again, I'm not saying that it's the, that consequences shouldn't occur in some circumstances. I'm saying that it seems too reactionary. It seems too simplistic and and especially with the lack of malice. And again, I, I think I was intentional before when I said about, you know, the excessive use of the word. You know, to me, if you know, you got a professor who's dropping the word seventeen times in the lecture, um, and and in a five minute span, okay, you know, you can sort of say like, is that appropriate? Like, you know, there's there's I th- the point I'm trying to get at is the question of what is the appropriate use? What isn't the appropriate use? Is is a is something we should engage with, um, and and I I would say I'm open to the conclusion that nobody should use the word or that you know it should never be used in academia. Okay, make the case is is sort of um, the point or the position I'm trying to hold, and I think too often in this you know scenario that we live in today or the you know the culture at the time is that, well, people are offended, therefore it's not okay. Like, it's such a very simplistic position. And, you know, the, we go, we, we sort of spoke about racial trauma. Um, should you be sensitive to people who have racial trauma? Absolutely, that's not the point. The point isn't that you just ignore those people, but to some extent, I would say we're, we're amplifying the voices of people who are offended. And, and potentially, the offense is their issue and not the speaker's. And, you know, you look at the context of, of learning in academia, you know, you should be exposed to, let's just say, ideas and, and thoughts that you're uncomfortable with in order to actually grow. Um, that doesn't mean that you should be placed in a position where you're exposed to, you know, uncomfortable language excessively or in abundance. Um, it's just my point there is that 
if there is an environment where we're going to tolerate the use of this word, um, this seems to be the, the, the place. And, and I think it's something worth evaluating. Um, and again, I, I go back to what are the motivations? Do we want to, do we want to eliminate the word from the vocabulary? Do we want to educate people about the word? Is writing it on the board going to offend some people, but not other people? Like, is there, is there a, you know, are there actually solutions where nobody's offended? You know, Right, or using like the term Indian. Yeah, I mean, you know, we did when we were talking about um, Eskimos, for example, before, right? The term Eskimo, where Jordan Tutu was saying like, well, my generation's okay with it, but the next generation doesn't like it. They prefer, I think it was Inuit or indigenous. I think, yeah, Inuit. Um, or in- Inuak, actually, I think was the right term. Um, so, but the point there is like, you know, this is an ever-changing dynamic. You've actually got two generations that prefer different terms. And and obviously that's slightly different conversation than than you know the conversation around the end bomb, but but the point I think is still relevant that you know it's just defaulting to well someone's offended. Um, I think you have to look at the heart of the person who's actually speaking, the motivation, you know, the person who's doing things out of malice versus the person who's seeking to show care and and take precaution, um, but still feels it academically appropriate to use the term. I think we need to have more grace as a society for them. You know, as as a person in their class, what's what's really concerning, um, just to go back to the article, we didn't touch on this before, but the teacher actually tried to have a follow-up Zoom call. Yes, that's right. You're right to discuss it. Yes. To discuss, you know, to some extent, why were people bothered by this, right? Like it was sort of, and again, Maybe it was an opportunity for the class to vent. It would have been a cl- an opportunity for the teacher to learn. But it was, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think it was shut down. I'm trying to find the line in the article. I think it's, yes, it was, it was, um, it was, and, and and it was almost like, well, pff, that's stupid. And it's just like to me that, to be honest, like that's the most productive part. You know, uh, assuming the teacher is smart enough let's say, in the second class, not to use the word, but to have a conversation about why is it good? Why is it bad? And actually get the students, hopefully, (laughs) to hash out sort of the conversation we're having where you're like, well, what about the other brothers, right? Like, hopefully you have (laughs) civil discourse with two sides of people. Put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. You know, and, and, and that's what's, you know, to me, this is what's why, you know, why I think this is an important conversation to have, but it's like, you know the the un the, the idea of just like well let's just get rid of it let's just cancel this let's not talk about it yeah I don't know it's just it let's not forgive yeah, yeah that too and and let's not have grace for that person you know that just seems foolish in the simplest sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what about you what do you what do you want to leave the the listener with uh, well well first of all Joel um, yeah that was really good just uh, harping on the idea of her trying to create some kind of reconciliation and the fact that i i I don't think that this claim was made with integrity because the lack of forgiveness and grace that's there because if it's done with integrity then you're looking for reconciliation you're looking for grace Mm -hmm. you're looking for forgiveness and the fact that it's not there i don't think this was done with integrity but with malice because with integrity comes grace love yes yes reconciliation atonement and and it wasn't there uh so yeah so uh that that's one point um i'd like to make and i would also like to say that the uh, the word yahweh like what we talked about earlier uh, it teaches us that words are sacred right but but the word nigga and nigger 
are not. They're not one of them. So what we so what we learn from the third commandment is that bearing a name defines our identity unto a particular end. So the names uh, of nigger and nigga defines an identity. Most uh, white and black people won't ascribe to a black person, right? But there is a remnant who want to uh, adopt this name all for the purpose of a pseudo power, a pseudo black power. And so they ultimately it's, it's uh, only niggers can use the word nigger. Right. So ultimately, uh, I, I would just encourage the saints and the ain'ts. Uh, it's not loving to encourage someone to call to call themselves a derogatory name, no matter how much they unknowingly are trying to harm themselves. What do you guys think? What's your two cents? Yeah, let uh, let us know. I mean, you know, is there another aspect to this story? Maybe uh, you, that we're not hitting. Yeah, on. that we're not hitting on. I mean, you know, I think. For, uh, there's an aspect i mean you sort of touched on it a little bit with regards to like let's call it a power like a bit of a power dynamic um component like i just sort of got a sense of that from the, a little bit of what you were saying there too and and i mean we didn't we, i think we've touched on that you know the uh cultural marxism power stuff a little bit i think there's a there's an aspect of this that we could have teased out um you know to some extent it wasn't uh, it wasn't the time or the place, but um, other than that, I, I I'm I'm just curious for the the listener for the audience. You know, is there is there questions that this incidents or the two incidences I should say we for more so focused on the the university prof. Is there an aspect that maybe there's some questions that that you have that we're not addressing or that you want us to address um, or to, to hash out? Uh, let us know. Hit us up six cents report gmail six cents report on Facebook Twitter. Um, yeah, let us know. Yeah. Uh, oh, yo! Shout out to the homie Sawyer, and um, and shout out to Herman. Uh, we had a. Um, they helped me uh, prepare for the show uh, today. So uh, thank you guys for your inputs and your insights. And remember, success makes change. But you heard me. Does that make sense? I hear.